We are so glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much in you and through you, and we would love to hear about it. Would you send us an email at shannon at hectorfirst.com to tell us your story? You can also go online and give to this ministry by going to hectorfirst.com and clicking the Give tab. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you enjoy the message. to see you in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I, uh, wow, it, it's just good to be in the house of the Lord. Just, uh, this just confirms everything that God has just dropped in my spirit this week. I thought last week would be it on dry seasons, and then this week he just said, no, you got one more. So, uh, we're, we're going to, we're going to, Unless the Lord changes it again, we the uh, this may be it on dry seasons. I, I just I just have not been able to get away from it because I believe we're all dealing with it. I believe we're all going through times in our life right now that that uh, that are trying our faith, that are trying our resilience. The devil's going to do whatever he can to mess us up, right? He's going to do whatever he can to get your mind off focus. And sometimes it's very, very easy, depending on where we are. But how would you feel if today I told you I had the answer? I had the, I had the very, I've got the very answer to the problem that you've been dealing with. How would you respond? I believe that it's evident already you how you would respond. But if you think about this, I want you to think about this today as we begin. How would you respond if somebody came up to you and said, I have the answer to your problem? We, we, we would all say, yeah, give it to me. Hit me. Let me have it. Well, today I do have the answer. And it's not even very hard to understand. Because today, God is going to change your life. Today, you will receive something new. Today, you will know what you are supposed to do. Today, you will leave different. Today, you will leave changed. Today is going to be the best first day of the rest of your life. Boy, Sister Maxine's the only one that agreed with me right there. So I want you to repeat after me. Would you repeat after me? Say this, today is going to be the change of my life. Today I will receive something new. Everybody now, everybody. Today I know what I am supposed to do. Today I will leave different. Today I will leave changed. Today is going to be the best first day of the rest of my life. You believe that? That was a lot. Today is going to be the best first day of the rest of your life. How do I know that? Let's read Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. 
Hebrews chapter 10, it says, let us hold fast. I know I'm, I'm reading early before you get there, but I, I've got some things that God's just burning in me. Let us hold fast. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast to the confession of hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another in love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. The God that we serve, it says, the, let us hold fast to the confession of our faith with hope, without wavering, for the one who promised is faithful. There you go. That's the answer. Whoa. He is the answer. He's faithful. He's faithful in the dark times. He's faithful in the hard times. He's faithful in the weak times of our lives. I know that we have all, at some point in our lives, we have all felt alone and stuck. Have you? We've all felt alone and stuck. Some of us, you can probably relate to this video right here. That's not good. Oh, I don't need this. I'm already late. Somebody will come. Anybody out there? Do you have a phone? No. Sorry. Somebody! Hello? There are two people stuck on an escalator and we need help. Now. Would somebody please do something? Help! 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 <laughs> I don't believe this. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. <laughs> well, there's not enough left to do, is it? We hold on to the hope that somebody's gonna come help. It doesn't matter what kind of situation or position that we have found ourselves in, we always have something on the inside that there is a yearning, that there is a hope that something is going to break, that somebody's going to come and rescue us from our present predicament. But sometimes we feel alone in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the craziness that is going on around us. Dry seasons are going to happen. There are going to be dry times in our lives. Physically, yes, probably, yeah, but spiritually, this is what I'm talking about. Spiritually, dry seasons are inevitable. But if we can lean into our community, if we can lean in to each other, if we can lean into those that are around us to get us through by cultivating a, a friendship or a, 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 a develop a new friendship with somebody maybe that we don't know. But the, the, the bottom line is that we need each other. We need each other. 
I know for some of you, making friends is not easy. Anybody like that? If, if you're like that, you probably wouldn't raise your hand. But it may not be easy for you to make friends, but it's a very vital part of our life. It's vital. You think about the movies that, that, and the TV shows or whatever, I, I think of Castaway, of Tom Hanks in this movie where he's, where he's crashed in an airplane. He's the only one that survived, and he's on this island, and I don't remember how long, but he makes friends with the volleyball. Remember, and his name is Wilson. If you know the movie, there is a deep desire to establish friendships no matter what position or situation you're in. There's a reality TV show that, that I, I like to watch called Alone, where they take all these people and they, they, they survivalists or whatever, and they take them out into these places in, in the Arctic, in Canada and Alaska, all these very cold and very extreme weather situations, and the person that lasts the longest wins. Some of them crack within the first week. Some of them make it just the, the last one that I watched. One guy made it 100 days, and he won a million dollars. But during the time of that, that time when he was secluded, yes, he, he survived. He, he existed, but he would do his friend that he established was his camera because they document it all, and so they do end up doing crazy things in, in the camera, like, I don't know, just doing, just doing crazy things, dancing and, and talking to it like it's a real person, and all these things prove that there is a deep desire for a connection with something. You see, here's the deal. If when we are in a dry season and we're looking for a community to be there for us, we also have to understand that there is somebody else in search of community as well. You have to know that we're not the, I'm not the only person in the world. Somebody else may be needing me. Watch this. Hey, don't worry about it. I'll fix it in a second. <laughs> he said he could fix it. <laughs> All right. All right. That's more like it. He says he can fix it. You see, even though you're in a dry season, even somebody that, that you have established a friendship with or a connection with, they may be on their way, and then all of a sudden, they've hit one. You see, we're always constantly looking to somebody, looking for somebody else, looking for a connection, a, 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 a significant upbring in our walk or in our relationship for our present situation. As believers, dry seasons, they're going to enter our life. A lot of times in, in shifts of, in experience of a shift within our, within our tr Christian friendships or in our church struggles, in, in the nation, the things that we, there are things that cause us in our world that cause a expedient shift. 
2017, the study from Barna, the Christian group that does that do a lot of studies on and gives us statistics or situations. They found out that 65% of believers will face doubt in their faith. 65%, over 6 out of 10 of us are going to experience a time where we will even doubt our faith. While a concrete statistic is hard to find, believers have been through the significant Believers that have been through a significant church crisis or conflict, such as politics, abuse, social injustice, all of these things that we have experienced, the things that we are experiencing right now with everything that's going on, it not only brings division and conflict to the church, but it is conflict in our own country. When that happens, it brings with it a lot of heavy junk. These situations can be harmful. It can challenge you in ways that you've never been challenged before. It can challenge your faith. It can challenge your relationship with God, especially when, as a Christian, our identity is found in the church. If, if the enemy can, can wedge his way into the church and bring division, then he's winning, right? If the things that are going on on the outside of our church or our community or the things of the world, if he can get that stirred up enough to bring and, and for us to bring it into the church, he's winning. We don't have to look far high. This, this goes back all the way. I, I can, I, I'm going to give you some situations, some examples of men in the Bible that experienced conflict, that experienced the, the oppression that comes with this. You don't have to look very far to find it. I, we've talked about it over the last few weeks and even on some Wednesday nights. But in the Old Testament, David in Psalms 13 Verse 1, he says, he even cried out and says, how long will you hide your face from me? Crying out to God. Where, you know, talking about lack of faith, talking about, this is David, the man after God's own heart, right? He's in a situation where he's crying, how long, God, are you going to hide your face from me? Where are you at? I need your divine presence. Have you ever said that? Even Elijah, Elijah said, I am the only one left, and now they want to kill me. Where's his faith? Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 15, has some of the things, same things, some of the same things in his life. Some of the things that destined him for loneliness. Yet all of these guys, these three guys, they all recovered and are today some of our staples, some of our uh, pillars of spiritual faith that we can go back to and stand on in the Word of God. In Hebrews, in our text, it says, hold fast to the confession of our hope because God is faithful. Part of how we sustain ourselves and our lives through dry seasons is, to be, is, is the continued practice of being with each other. We don't just do this for fun, right? I mean, I do. 
I love praise and worship like we had this morning. I love when God moves and speaks and touches and ministers to people that are, that are in that place where they need each other, where we need each other. So, yeah, I guess I do it for, we do it for that, but there's so much more to it. There's so much more to just church than just singing and praying and praising. There's much because I need what you've been through. I need to hear about your struggle. So maybe when I'm struggling, hey, I know I can make it because that story helped me. I know that you can make it because of that story, because of that life. Because you're not in this alone. We're not in this by ourselves. We're in this together. We are the body of Christ. We are a church, the living of the living God. We sustain our faith through this life that we live in through being together. I mean, the Scripture says, let us hold fast to the confession of our faith without wavering, for he he who promised is faithful. But then it says, let us not, verse, verse 20, uh, yeah, 24 says, and let us consider how to stir up each other. Pretty self-explanatory. If I know you're going through, if I know you're going through something really bad, it's on me. If you know that somebody's going through something about you, you pick up the phone, you send them a text, you go by their house, whatever you need to do, and you stir them up in a good way, okay? You don't go by and start talking about politics or, or all this social injustice. You don't talk about stuff like that. You talk about God. You talk about the Scriptures. You're talking about you're going through something, but let me tell you what God can do. Let me tell you what God will do. This is how we stir up each other to love and to good work, not neglecting to meet. We need each other. We need to be in church together. I know that, that we're right back in the hot of it again, but it's still God is on the throne, and this church will be open, as, as, as Brother Jim would say, and God's here. The doors will be open, and God will be here in this place. There are, I'm going to condense this because I'm, I'll tell you what, Pastor Tim, you just go ahead and come back, please. Let me just say this. Meeting together, it might not always feel life-changing. You ever come to church and say, well, why did I do that for? I mean, I preached sermons and got, got home and said, what in the world did I do? I've got home and Susan says, what in the world did you do? She has not ever done that. I'm not trying to make light of of any situation this morning. But there are times when we we do. I mean, let's just be real. That every time we come to church, it's not a life-altering event, but it could be. 
but it could be. And I would fail as a pastor, you would fail as a, as a Christian if we didn't stir up each other in good works. If I didn't try to bring an encouraging word from God, if I didn't try every, every day, every week to, to follow my face before God and to seek the word for direction for this meeting, this meeting of, to, of, of us together, that I stir you up, that I can make you think, mm, well, man, that was, that was good. That was something that I could apply to my life. You see, the most resilient disciples are those who have encouraging and meaningful relationships in their life. That way when the going gets tough, they know what to do. Some of the toughest moments in our lives, in Susan and I, our lives was on the mission field. Because there were times, there were weeks, there were months that we felt so alone. The nearest missionaries were hours away from us. Sometimes we would just get in the truck and go to the Capitol just to have McDonald's, just to feel American. Or if there was a movie playing that was in English, we would go and watch an English movie. There were things that we had to do because all we had were, we, were each other. I had to encourage her. She had to encourage me. And, and, and I promise you, there were days when we didn't want to encourage each other. You see, that's all the more important that in a dry season, we have to have community. A sense of belonging is one of the most beautiful things in a church. The sense of being a part of, of this body, that's, there's, there's something special about that. Something special about saying, I, I go to church with them. Or you run into somebody, man, wasn't church good Sunday? There's something special about that. I want, to, I want to read a testimony this morning. I've read it once before, but I, I want to read it again. This, is how, this happened over since COVID started and, and in the last year. It says, I grew up in church, but I never considered myself a true follower of Christ. A while ago, I had basically given up on God. I didn't think he could love anyone like me someone who messed up constantly. I lived in sin. I considered myself to be an atheist. I didn't believe anymore. I stopped going to church and started down the wrong path. It was miserable. But I thought I could never go back. I was too far gone. I've messed up way too much. Why would God want me now? I thought this is how the rest of my life would be. But that's when God stepped one evening, I watched one of Pastor Shannon's sermons that popped up on my news feed, and it just hit home. Everything that he was speaking on went right along with what I was feeling. That night, I gave my life to Christ. For a while, I thought that it was going to be easy, but it was probably one of the most hardest things I've ever done. Letting go of the past was hard. It was what I was used to. I didn't like change. 
Once I started letting go of the things holding me back, I felt more joy and happiness than ever. Have made awesome friends on this new journey that have helped me along the way. And I will forever be grateful that God allowed our paths to cross. Since I have given my life to Christ, I have felt like a whole new person. God is still working in me, and I can't wait to see what God has in store for my future. I am truly blessed with all that he has done for me. That's community. That's leaning on each other in the midst of a dry season, in the midst of, of possibly could be the worst time of our life, having somebody there for you. Just this week, I received a phone call of another, of another testimony. It says they were raised in a more of a reserved denomination. They had been struggling with issues. These issues were bringing all kinds of tormenting thoughts along with them. But one Sunday morning, God, God was moving, and we came forward to the front for prayer. When the hands of the church were on them, something began to change. Are the issues gone? No. But what was tormenting them turned out to be not true, and it was confirmed by doctors. And this person continued to receive their healing. It's community. Needing each other. Gathering around each other is just as simple as laying on of hands. It's scriptural. That I need to be lifted up, you're there. When I feel like I'm backed in a corner, then I've got somebody to call. Or you're going down the road or you're, you're, you're praying that morning and God gives you a person, drops a person in your heart to call or to contact. That's when we have to be responsive to the Spirit. Because we need each other. Let us hold fast to the confession of our, of, of our hope without wavering. He promised, for he who promised is faithful. Consider yourself as an instrument of God. A lot of times I will, I will say, I'll use the, use the phrase, Lord, let us be your hands. Let us be your feet. Let us be your voice. Because God's going to put us in places. He's going to put me in a place where, where Buffy's not going to be. She's going to be in a place where I'm not going to be, but I'm there for her because I'm praying for her. We're there for her because we're a community. Because we need each other. We stir up each other in good works. Our deepest satisfaction does not come from achieving personal gain or personal direction, but it's through the acceptance into unconditional love and in an unbreakable belonging to each other. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blood-related to a lot of but I am related to you. 
by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Because we are one body. God didn't bring us here today by accident. If you're going through something, we're going to bear the burden with you. If you're struggling, let us know. We pray with you. We will partner with you. We will hold you in our prayers. We'll walk beside you because that's what we do. That's what we do. But it's easy sometimes. It's easy sometimes to to just kind of get hung up, hung up in your own little world, right? Easy. I, I don't need nobody. I can do this. Guess what? Don't do it alone. You can have somebody go with you. I don't know who said this, who quoted this, but if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, that's why we're here. Would you stand with me all over this place? I, I want, I'm going to read this quote. This, this, it better states, there's no other way to state it than this. I, I, this is, this is so true. It says, in Christ, we can find true belonging. For true belonging is being simultaneously fully known and fully loved. But being known without being loved is rejection. Being loved without being known is just fitting in. Being neither loved nor known is being ignored and entirely but remember in Christ we can find true belonging true belonging is to be fully known and to be fully loved I love you we love you you belong here we belong together because we are the family of God we are the family of God. Have you been in a place where you have felt alone? You think of that video. That's a, that'd be a pretty bad, miserable place to be in. I know it's funny, but but to be in a place where you're all alone, miserable. But we're here for you. We're here together. Because you're standing and eyes are closed and I'm going to ask a question this morning. I say, Pastor, I am that person. I am alone. I feel alone. I feel like nobody is there in my corner. Nobody's fighting with me, wants to fight with me. I feel spiritually dry. Today, I need help. I need help. I need to know that somebody is there with me. If that's you this morning, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand up and right back down. There's a hand. 
Anybody else? There's a hand. Anybody else this morning? Say, Pastor, I'm just, I'm in a place where I feel like I'm all alone. I need help. Anybody? There were several hands that were raised. do something for me this morning, would you would you just take the hand of the person beside you if you feel comfortable doing that? You don't know who raised your hand. Maybe it's the person you have, have in your hand, but we're going to agree together today that God's going to move in these lives. And God's going to touch and God's going to assure them and let them know that they're not by themselves that today God is going to move and intervene on their behalf. Would you pray with us this morning? Father, in the name of Jesus, your son, we pray. Speak to these lives. Speak to these lives, God, that you would assure them that everything is under your control, everything is under your plan. And God, that you are moving and intervening, Lord, even as we pray right now. God, speak. To these lives. These hands that were lifted, God, were, are crying out to you, Lord, that you would just speak to them, Father. Speak to them. Wrap your loving arms around them. Let them know, God, that you are in control. God, I pray that today, today, that from this point on, from this point on, we have the answer, Lord. The answer, and the answer is you. You're going to use this to change the world that is around us. Father, I praise you. I glorify you. I glorify you.